0: Hello and welcome back to the Deterrimus Cum Laude podcast. This is Jason speaking, um, or caffeine as you guys know me, whatever, I'm fine going by both. Um, So I'm speaking from the editing room or which is just my room I guess and this is to let you know that this is just part two of last week's episode so if you're coming in and you haven't listened to last week's one, uh, you're gonna want to catch up on that so you understand some of the context for the conversation that follows. For those of you who did listen to last week's episode, as I mentioned, uh, I didn't have time to finish editing all of it in one go, and also we had a lot of content, so I decided to just cut it up into two parts. So without further ado, please enjoy part two of our laptop review or whatever we titled this episode. I don't know what that is at the time of recording this. Anyways, so, yeah, the Surface Book 2 is pretty good, too. It's just that pricing and then the, the whole it's not serviceable just were big red flags for me. Like, what if I break it? I just have to buy a new one. I'm screwed. It's not serviceable never really
1: bothered me, mostly because I take such good care of my stuff that by the time it breaks, it's already like five years out of warranty anyway, so I don't care. Oh, same. I've but, never,
0: I've never had to use the warranty on my current laptop or any laptop. But like, it's just like, it's a red flag, right? It's like, but what if? Yeah, but what if is my big concern. Clearly they
1: don't want to service it, so.
0: Well, yeah, and...
1: I wonder why. Is it because all the components are in the screen? So that it's like really annoying to fix it?
0: No, it's actually, um, it's pretty bottom heavy, actually. Like, for example, it has a dedicated graphics card, which is in the keyboard part of the, of the Surface Book. So, if... If you dock it, it uses the dedicated graphics card, which is in the keyboard. But if you take it out and use it as a tablet, it uses the integrated card.
1: Yeah, that that's always seemed like the solution to me, like using the same thing. Like, I don't know. I was around when these things started popping around, popping up, right? And like, so was I. We're I the was, same age. Yeah, I know. But like, you're <laughs> younger than me. But like, um, what do you call it? Like, I was one of the first people that was going to adopt one, but it was just so expensive. You know, just having a tablet and a, uh, keyboard, because I just thought that would be really convenient, but. And it's just cool, but it's just... It seems so inconvenient to me now, well, not, now that I think about it. Not
0: not actually. The Surface Book 2 is, is simultaneously a full-fledged laptop because... Most I would of, never use a tablet, though. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I might use it if I want to just take something around really quickly just for, like, watching movies or viewing photos or whatever. Like, you don't need a keyboard for that. But... The, the
1: keyboard's a good stand, though. That's the thing.
0: No, no, no. You don't need it because unlike, um...
1: Oh yeah, it has a built-in stand. I forget.
0: No, no, no. Unlike previous iterations of the Surface, the Surface Book Two, um, most of the weight is actually in the keyboard, so it doesn't. It's not like a flimsy, like paper-thin keyboard like the old ones.
1: Yeah, like it, it's, it's like not it, like the the just like uh, third-party keyboards you get for an iPad or something. Right? Yeah, like it
0: feels like a legitimate keyboard.
1: Not that I would care, though. The thing is way too expensive.
0: Yeah, for a laptop, I'm not buying. We spent. A good time amount of time talking about it
1: i mean this is the episode at this point just talking about laptops so
0: <laughs> is this our laptop review episode
1: no, eh. <laughs> you ever see that one computer that was like in, like it's a palm-sized computer before smartphones were like a big thing it was just like in your palm a computer and there was a keyboard but like you can't lay your hand on it so i don't know why it's so small or what the point of it even is
0: that reminds me of um a video i saw on reddit where someone uh simulated a wii in an altoid scan like i not Simulated they like built one
1: i could simulate a wii in like a box of never mind i'm not going to just
0: um no seriously look let only see if i can find it they were able to play smash bros in an altoid scan
1: the wii is so weak though it's like you can shove that in anywhere
0: yeah i think it was called the kill me because it had like a battery life of like 15 minutes
1: yeah that's most of the wii's weight
0: yeah there it is portable wii in an altoids tin And they're playing, I think that's Smash Melee, I think. I'm not gonna click the video, I don't want to, but...
1: (laughs) Like, I've opened up a Wii before, so much of it is just dead air. And I don't think all of that space was there for, um, what do you call it? For, uh, cooling reasons. It just looked like there was a, a lot of, like, empty space, and I don't know why.
0: Well, I mean, the Wii was still revolutionary for its time, though.
1: It's revolutionary because it, like, inspired the market. Its motion controls are crap. But isn't that, isn't motion it? motion controls are actually just not the correct control scheme for like 90% of games. It's correct for like Wii Sports and Pikmin. And that's about it.
0: But isn't that Nintendo's thing though? Like isn't that their whole deal? Is that stupid crap? <laughs> yeah. Stupid crap that everyone thinks is dumb. And then turns out it's a genius idea and they just executed it badly.
1: Uh, that's at, for at least half terms of, of their, their consoles. At least in terms the of other half of the consoles are like interesting things. <laughs> Well, I mean the like su- the switch, the switch has been a dream that everyone's wanted.
0: Yeah, basically the, the, the a hybrid
1: the switch, console. Pretty good. Yeah, that it's the least gimmicky of Nintendo's recent like creations. The DS is kind of gimmicky. The 3DS is super gimmicky. The Wii was really gimmicky, but it paid off. The Wii U, I don't know what its gimmick was. Okay, but was,
0: but the Wii U is just the predecessor of the Switch. The Switch is just the Wii U with the Joy Cons cut off.
1: Eh, not really, because the Wii U never separated the games. It more used the um the pad as like a supplement, so it was like a home console DS really, because it gave you two screens. Speaking of two screens, have you seen the dual-screened um gaming laptop? That thing looks disgusting.
0: Yes. Have you also seen the laptop that has a screen in the touchpad?
1: Yeah, I've seen that too. It doesn't look good.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It just.
1: It's trying to. Expand on like the max use of the touch bar on top, right? The Mac Pro's new touch bar thing. Except that's not good either,
0: in my opinion. Well I don't know. I'm not really like a Mac user person, so.
1: No, I just saw it the touchpad. I thought it was cool, but now that I think about it, I think it's kind of worthless. There's a lot of things that I just believe are worthless. Maybe it's because I'm more old-fashioned. Like I even after the gimmick proves like fruitful, I never find it useful. You know what I mean? Like it's just something cool you can have. It's not enough to make it, it like a justifiable purchase.
0: I think it's because you're just very pragmatic about things. Like if you don't need something, you won't get it. Like whereas other people will sometimes buy things because it simply because it looks cool and that's about it. I mean that's fair. I have
1: my own things that I like like buying, but like for the most part I feel like if it's not used it's dead weight. Yeah. Like, that's why I hate the touchscreen on my laptop so much. Like, fundamentally, I'm indoors so often that it doesn't matter, the glossiness. It should never bother me. But the knowledge that's there and never used just bothers me. Funnily enough, having the touchscreen actually made this cheaper because there was a deal on touchscreen model and no deal on the non-touchscreen model. So, the touchscreen saved me about, like, $200. So,
0: anyways, that's all I got for talking about laptops. I'm not an expert. I've just been watching YouTube videos.
1: Has that served you well? I don't like watching tech reviews. So often now, they're just saying, like, jargon that doesn't matter to me. No, a lot of people don't know what the difference between the model names is. Some people don't even know. if Because different companies, the bigger the number, the better. And the smaller the number, the better. Well, that's why so, I, I like the tech yeah. reviews.
0: Because they explain what the numbers mean. So I find it helpful. Because I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely invested in getting, like, a decent laptop. I want to have, like, a worthwhile investment.
1: Everyone wants a worthwhile investment. That's not a profound statement.
0: I'm not trying to be profound. I'm just saying the obvious.
1: Eh, I guess, uh, what do you call it? Um I feel like the tech community is just very um gatekeepy. You know what I mean? Because like every community has like a lot of um jargon that they could throw at you. But the I feel like like the not mostly tech, yeah. So just tech as a whole, not just computers and stuff. They have a lot of, they have the most need, so a lot of people are, like, casuals trying to get into the community, just because of they need to find something, like, they can use, not because they actually want to be invested in the community, but yet, when they're looking for recommendations, they're faced with so much, like, jargon that they can't really, like, get into it. For the most part, it just, I don't know, it sounds pretentious and gatekeepy to me. Like, I think the tech community is the only community I've ever needed, like, an actual like cheat sheet for for jargon because for the most part other stuff it's pretty self-explanatory you can figure it out or there just isn't that much
0: yeah there's there subreddits dedicated sort of thing like r gatekeeping right
1: yeah it's also like so many of the terms are new like a lot of other terms for like because you know the hobbies I'm into like pens books, stationery oh. stuff like that yeah they're older hobbies their words are used more in like other contexts too i don't think a lot of computers words aren't used in those contexts so or just made new made up words so
0: i mean but that's how you keep an industry alive is you add a ton of technical jargon so that you wait you need professionals to translate it for lay people Uh. right isn't that isn't there a saying about like that's how uh that's how workers pre- get uh, prevent themselves from getting fired at a company. Is they create a whole bunch of jargon that makes it impossible for new recruits to figure out anything that's going on. So then you can't. I'm fire. pretty sure
1: that's yeah. I'm pretty sure that single handedly keeps the law profession alive. So, <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't need lawyers if people were like well adept enough to like do their own cases. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been a, a laptop review. Uh, this is also. Really a laptop
1: review? I I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't say we're good enough to be reviewers. I'd say we're just like discussing, you know?
0: It's like a satirical laptop review because we're reviewing laptops we don't even own, nor have tried.
1: (laughs) Yeah.